my name is Chris. I am here with my very good friend, Zach, or Zachary. Uh, Zach, uh, nobody ever say? does. Well, I mean, we could ask him, honestly. That doesn't count. I've, I've um, heard that. Ooh, that first so, minute of the podcast, Urban Dis. Sorry, I'm already all right, going off. So, and obviously, as you guys just heard, we have another guest star. This is my friend, Nikki, from high school. Hi. Like, hi. How you doing, Nikki? I am super happy to... I really like uh, Hawkeye, and I want to learn more. Uh, oh, I'm you. very glad that... And now, Nikki, you've, have, you've been listening to me ramble on and on and obviously be joined by Chris and other people, right? Yeah, it's it's my favorite thing to listen to while I'm working, honestly. It's a little less lonely. Oh, I'm very glad just, to... That warms my heart so much. Like, I love... I, I think about... Because I don't know if Zach mentioned to you how... With, like, Spotify, we mentioned that we had somebody in, like, Australia and Canada. And we were like, oh, it could be a VPN, but we want to wish it's that. I think this is, like, this is a Hallmark episode because we have a listener. This is, like, a big deal. <gasps> That's true. I, I'm a fan. I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Dylan listens to us, but, like. That's true. That's true. Oh, Dylan, I'm sorry. If you hear this, I'm really sorry. <laughs> can can Dylan, we strike I'm that not. from the record, Your Honor? No. Uh, Dylan, I'm not. You uh, <laughs> you've for so long at this point. You know my, my stupidity. So. Yeah, we're talking about, as Nikki said, Hawkeye. Definitely one of the most underrated Avengers ever. Yeah. Other than those that you don't know exist, but they're their own thing. <laughs> I'd say he's the most underrated like MCU Avenger, at least. Yes, definitely yeah. underrated uh, MCU Avenger. Definitely underrated. Under, even in the comics, it's him and him and Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you, you got a bow and arrow. Woo. Everybody's got guns. Yeah, but do you understand the physicality and the mental fortitude you have to have to go up against people with guns with a bow and arrow and still win like yeah, like that's the thing if you if if you've read the deceased arc or the deceased issues green arrow survives dis- not only does he survives dis- he kills aquaman after the infected aquaman summons the kraken i think it's funny like, that it's like i think in that issue in that issue i think it's like bat somehow batman was just like yeah no you're not really a threat I think it might have been Damien was like, yeah, no, hey, we have we have contingency plans for everybody in case except they go evil. You. Except yeah. for you. You're not really a threat. And then he kills Aquaman. He's just like, Batman, I mean, not a threat. Fuck you. Yeah. No, he literally curses out Batman right after killing the Kraken. It's crazy. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, fuck off, Batman. But Hawkeye, I would say he has less. I don't want to say he has less trick arrows. His trick arrows are more practical and also more dangerous, really. Right. Because in if anybody if you've been watching Hawkeye, this really isn't a spoiler. He has a Pym arrow, which grew another arrow to then cut off literally part of a bridge. So that's terrifying. So cool. So when we're gonna get into Hawkeye, we're gonna get into our episode. Nikki, you can obviously please don't hesitate to not only say have an outburst, but like you know express yourself. <laughs> Participate. Yeah. Yes, yeah. participate. <laughs> please, please feel free to cut us off if we inevitably pull out a soapbox or rabbit hole because it happened. Yeah, and also if I, if according to another listener of ours, if I glanced over something real quick, but like it's like, wait, that sounds important. Please tell me to like, because Chris and I know what I'm talking about, and sometimes we don't catch our, we don't catch each other being like, yeah, so this this thing that happened in this one thing, but we're not going to talk about. It. It's like, well, wait, no, actually talk about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'll definitely us- have questions. I feel like I'm I'm here to speak for the the casual uh Marvel fan. There you go. There you go. And you all and unlike unlike our other guests, which this is fine, you didn't really do your research on all of us, all, all the people we're talking about, which is a good thing. Coming into it fresh. Get, yeah. get to get a genuine reaction as we go through. It's like it's like when you're like a physics one student and like Stephen Hawking is the guest lecturer. 
but I'm the student and y'all are Stephen Hawking. Listen, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I'm anything. The closest we got is your boy over, here. but uh, yeah, I, th- I've I think that that's for pretty much it. a good decade now. I, yeah, I almost was, a decade. Yeah, I was like, I, I once I didn't realize how much I understood and how much I retained until I really started like being with Zach, and that wasn't until I we met in school, and that was, and so I, I was like. Remember- I don't even remember really what drew us to have a conversation with each other. I think I just. I think I, I brought up your black lantern that you wore to that class. That, well, black, it was, it was, no, I don't have black. I have the blue. So I think it might have been the blue. It had to have been the blue. Because I brought that up and I was like, oh, sick. I was like, I've never seen one of those. And you were like, yeah, it's actually metal. And then you and me and Frank kind of started to shoot the shit. And then you and I just kept the kept the friendship. Yep. Because other our other classmates kind of. This is what I noticed. Sat down, came in, took the class, took the notes, did whatever, got up, left, left yeah. didn't socialize. I mean, classic grades. Ha you know? ha, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about other Earths, if there are other Earths, with these versions of Hawkeye. Some of them there are. Some of them, I think, I think maybe two of them are still in, three of them are in Earth 616, the main Marvel universe. Others will be in a different universe. Chris, you want to talk about what we've been reading? I'll be honest, I have not read anything new. I have, <laughs> I have been reading. I have to. I haven't started Die Volume Three and Four. I'm working on my Boba Fett Legend. Still working on Batman Year One. It's a, you know what? And again, I know I've said this constantly. I'm reading everything. I'm not just glancing and then reading, rereading it later. I want to get the full story. I want to actually read what they're saying and not just be like, uh, Batman's saying something, but look what he's doing. You know what I mean? So. You have two shelves to work on, my guy. I do have two shelves to work on, and I, I can say that I'm going through, like, the DC encyclopedia-type book, and I also realized, because I started it earlier in the week, and I didn't think about it when I was thinking about what we were reading when we were talking about it earlier, but I did start reading Berserk, and that is uh, giving me feelings of craziness. I have a feeling my heart's going to be broken, or I'm going to be exhilarated, or it's going to be, like, somewhere in both, and I'm very excited. So between learning new characters with the encyclopedia and starting Berserk, I, I really went for in this holiday season. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say, like, Berserk is not a... Uh, it's not your kid's manga. I'll go we'll not, say that. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But, you know, and also holiday season. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, we're going to wait. A while if anything chris you and i might make we can make an episode and i will tie like in a couple of weeks we'll title it you know no way home spoilers like, yeah we're gonna we're gonna hit you with the yeah. we're gonna hit you with the two-week rule simply because i mean spider-man has just not only has it had a great marketing campaign but the mc already has so much pull just in movies right now that like i feel within two weeks people will be sufficiently caught up there are some people that are you know, maybe a little bit worried about COVID, especially with a new variant, and they're going to wait for stuff to come out. And that is completely valid and completely understandable. Yeah, Everybody, Nikki, like, I saw that. If you haven't gone through this COVID anxiety, then you haven't really lived through COVID, in my opinion. So, like, the whole, no, not to make not to make less of anybody else's, but, like, COVID anxiety. But we will label it with spoilers if anybody hasn't. We'll just have to wait until you see it. Yep, but it's I not going anywhere. You. It's going to stay there. Yep. I, I know, Chris, you saw it. Uh, Nikki, I know you're waiting. You are said I'm one of COVID the ex- COVID anxieties. I had yep. the germaphobe before. It was cool. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, like two foods ago, I was boarding a plane and I really wanted to wear a mask. And my fiance, then boyfriend, looked at me and was like, are you really going to do that? Like, come on. Like, you're going to be fine. And then the whole COVID thing hit. And I was like, yeah. Remember when I wanted to wear a mask in flu season? Who was right? It's me. Yeah. So... <laughs> Also, Ooh, this episode, yeah, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, let's don't bash on my boy Will, okay? I bet you also can't. He is your fiance. We are also recording that. I know this is this is silly, but we're recording this with our cameras on so we can see each other. I think maybe down the line, if Chris, this is again the thing we can always come back to. Maybe make a YouTube channel one day. Yeah, maybe that might be interesting. Maybe. I feel I feel like if that's I'll do that if that's something personally because I also just kind of love the podcast format. Being mm-hmm. able to like have this and just into it. I mean, there's nothing saying you can't do that with a video, especially if you got YouTube Red. You can literally close out of the app and keep listening to it like it's a podcast. But yep. I don't know. If that's something that the listeners really want, I'd, I'd feel comfortable venturing into that. But if there's not a crazy outcry for it, you know, we'll see. We can talk about it. And also, so Chris, I know you saw the movie. Nikki, I know you're waiting. <laughs> My nerdy ass has already seen it three times and it came out Thursday. And it came out on Friday and I saw it Thursday. Mm-hmm. So. As of this recording, I saw it on the Saturday after and the Sunday after. Yeah, the past 72 hours have been nothing but Spider-Man, boy. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> nothing but. Living the dream. I mean, in this, I saw it in New York City on Thursday with my brother and his friends. Those theaters are impressive. They mm-hmm. will. They don't chat, but they will not hold back cheers like right. Sometimes I'm um, watching like the YouTube videos of like audience reactions in the theater is almost more fun than watching the movie itself right yeah so, i mean i agree with that and it's good and bad sometimes i think when i saw the movie yesterday there were also cheers at certain points when i saw the movie today there were a bit of cheers there was more kids seeing it today so kind of wanted to tell people to shush but i didn't other people <laughs> did it's fine mm-hmm. so yeah no movie's fantastic please see it if you can and if you're waiting because of covid totally get that again i personally am not Gonna say, I don't not gonna speak to anybody about it unless I either hear you've talked spoken you've watched it and if not after two weeks I'm now just gonna talk about it in the open because that's how I do it yeah. I might also just be like did you not watch it all right I'm gonna go over here and talk to this person about it. I like how when you texted me and all I got was the word Spider Man and all you got back was no <laughs> <laughs> that's fine yeah that was fine I was like that was me basically asking you did you watch it and you said no and I'm like all right shutting up <laughs> like Zach got out also of Chris. Sp- yeah, exactly. You got out of your first showing, and I was just like sick because I got tickets for like a couple days after the fact because yep. I have a thing about people talking in movies. It's like one of the few things that drives me nuts um, mm-hmm. just because I'm just obsessive, cinephile, thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. But I got a text <laughs> from Zach the second he got it's out. self-awareness was, for me. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally just like, bruh. That's all he sent me. And I was like, it's good? And he was like, bruh. And I was like, okay, it's good. Yeah. That's exactly what I texted Zach where the trailer came out. Yeah. Yeah, oh and so God. and it was funny. I had a, I had a, some other friends that were like, they're like, yeah, how was your reaction? And I just sent them emojis, and they're like, that was both vague enough that we don't no idea what's going on, but also descriptive because you're the person we go to for this shit. <laughs> I was literally just like laughing, big smile, crying, mind explosion. That was it. It's all yeah. I sent my friends, and they're like, all right, well, clearly it was a good movie. Typical Marvel movie reaction, honestly. That's all you I need. mean. This is all I'm going to say. As oh, far yeah. as reveals within Spider-Man, we got so like bigger than Endgame. You're going to yep. like it's six. It's it's so it's oh, it's the spicy. It's insane. also and I don't I and part of me feels very annoyed that I have to say this after 12 years. Don't leave a Marvel movie until the end <laughs> of the actual oh my god yeah credits it's been 12 years you know, my How mom do... knows that and she has never yeah. gone to the movies since Harry like, Potter 5 came out. Like, See yeah, that's good etiquette. Your mom knows what's up. Like today. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Wait all the way. 
like this nobody left this when i went to see it the first night nobody left for the first ones people for the first one people started leaving after that some of them had kids some of them probably had to go somewhere that's fine Mm -hmm. but if i see you and it's you and your friends and you are my age you have no excuse and well it's also thursday you had work the next day okay so did i and I had to travel from the city all the way back home. But when, but when I saw it Saturday and Sunday, I'm like, you, none of, nobody here has a people my age. I'm like, you don't have an excuse. It's yeah. Saturday, Sunday, unless you're working at 7 a.m. at retail. You should know. At why this are point. you leaving? Yeah, you need to, need to, need to, need to. If you're a Marvel fan, you need to wait until the credits end. I'm not even. That that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying yep. anything else. Friggin' shoot a shot and actually uh, get on this shit quickly. <laughs> oh, he did it. He did the shoehorn. Yes, oh, I, I love it. I hate you, Chris. No, you hate yourself. That's what it is. You don't hate me. You hate yourself. <laughs> I'm just glad right, I, I didn't fucking, have to do it. Yeah, all right. I quit. I fucking no. It's funny. I think the last when we, we had Dylan, Dylan, Dylan kept making uh, segues, and I'm like, no, those are shoehorns. Yeah. Those are not segues, my friend. He did, he did a great job. Awesome. He did. I think I was like, all right, Chris, you quit. Uh, I need somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawkeye, yes. Clint Barton, right? Yes. The man. His suit. I'm pretty sure we're going to get it in the Hawkeye uh, show. The mm-hmm. actual, not the fucking helmet with the H on it, thank God. That was that was teased at jokingly by Kate Fishburne, I think, like, just her second episode. Yep. I mean, listen, not it's not a bad one, but it's like, the fuck? Marvel <laughs> like, does a good, does a really good job of staying comic accurate with the need for suits, yep. but also not keeping the whole shebang, right? Because yes. that... That whole thing, like the closest we ever got to the comic accurate yellow and black was at the end of the Wolverine with James Mangold. And that was like an after credit scene. And we never got to actually an action. It was like shit fell through. And that was more of just an implication for his character. But like, I think once again, putting the crazy <laughs> the helmet with the H and everything, and the the crazy sort of like eye slits, I guess you could call them, with, you know, you would start to lose fans simply because it looks ridiculous and it's meant to in the comics, but that in the comic. Yeah. And it's and, nice how they'll be able to like nod at those costumes throughout all of their exactly. pieces of media. Yeah. Yeah. A, 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 an illusion I always find is more powerful. Just like showing the whole kebab, if you. Right, I, I was smiling at kebab because, and we'll play that we'll play into it later. So. He looked so disappointed. Oh my god. Um, I think we got to do this with face cam more often. That was great. I'm we'll just watching. Yeah. Literally fall into a depressive state for 30 seconds because of the joke I made. So oh, all right. Let's do this focus. thing. So right. Hawkeye. Uh, man with the plan, man with the bow, man with the trick arrows you all know and love. I want to talk about something very briefly before I introduce our first character. What are you uh, going to talk about? Well, I was going to talk about a little bit about Clint Barton because oh, go ahead. Before, you know what? Yeah. Before they explain it in the show or and or movies, uh, Clint Barton did not have a great early life. It sucked ass. So first off, father abusive and a drunk, and you know him and his brother Barney, great names. <laughs> I'm not. Those are great names. You know, his their their father and mother actually died in a car accident. Dad was drunk. Don't drink and drive, kids. They kind of grew up a little bit on the streets and actually joined a circus. No, this is not a ripoff from Batman. What are you talking about? They are not <laughs> ripoffs of of you know, the Flying Graysons. No. So Clint and Barney were actually trained by the people in the circus. One of them was called uh, Swordsman, and the other guy was Trickshot. Trained them to be you know, sneaks, trained them to kind of pick pockets. And, you know, it was a circus of crime. They're they're not great guys. And it, Nikki was making reference to earlier, she does not trust circuses. True. I don't know. Yeah. Is something about it 
this the either the theatrics or like the tent like why does it have to be a tent what do you have to hide why do you need to leave so fast oh it just makes me distrust the whole circus industry yeah, the I circuses mean, are yeah, they're not Queen of Lions. Listen, I I'm not gonna disagree. Yeah. I mean, this also was a traveling circus, but Clint, you know, he left the circus when he saw Swordsmaster, his father figure, stealing from the circus back when the circus was an actual genuine circus and only some of the people there were shady as shit. So he left. He actually saw Iron Man, superhero. He's like, I can do that. You know, this is a guy. It's a guy in a suit, probably. I can totally do that. So he donned his early, like a really early Hawkeye outfit. I would say, I like the helmet. Kind of was the with the H, the I thing that stayed through the decades. But oh, he actually stopped a, a robber. The cops mistaken him for the robber, and he fled with at the time criminal spy Natasha Romanoff. Right. So you know that doesn't look good for you. <laughs> Sorry to say. That looks like shit. So yeah, that's about as incriminating as you can get. Big time. And that he actually he fell for her. So early, it was early comic books. It, this was also like when Black Widow's outfit was like like a first scarf. It looked nothing like what she wears now. Yeah. It was it was atrocious in my opinion. So you know he joined her and she was trying to take down Iron Man. I mean I don't know what to tell you, Clint, but that's not really a genuinely good person. If you're trying to take down a a superhero and somehow and this is I love this joke. He somehow loved the brainwashing out of Natasha. So she stopped being a bad guy. I don't know how the fuck that happens. Once again, but, early comic book, you know. Yep. So they actually do get to join the Avengers. He proves himself. He actually goes through a lot of titles. Maybe not a lot, but he goes. But he first he's Hawkeye. Then he's also Goliath. So he takes over the stint of. Uh, Hank Pym. Pretty sure this is when Hank Pym was going crazy. I think he mm. might have been Yellow Jacket at the time. And then he actually goes back to being Hawkeye. Makes the West Coast Avenger, which is dope. He goes he goes from just you know a member of the team to a leader. He actually is the leader of the Thunderbolts, which is Marvel's Suicide Squad. Less, I think, less suicide in the name and more just they're criminals trying to you know either forcibly being heroes or they want to reform. And this is the only way to prove it. And like everybody else in comic books, he has died. He has come back. Blah. He's been Ronan, as we know from the movies. And there's also there's a, you're not going to hear about Ronan in this episode. We're really going to talk about him as like a mention for Hawkeye's sort of lineage, because the Ronan that we see in the MCU and the Ronan that we see in the comic books is remarkably similar. You're not going to see a whole lot of differences. It's really just like it's essentially the same plot line, just with different events involving Civil War um, and having a compromise within Civil War. So we we sort of went back and forth about whether or not we wanted to talk about him because he's a sick character. And for the longest time, nobody knew that Hawkeye was Ronan. Like readers didn't know, like only the creators did. Like that right. was the big thing. That was Ronan's claim to fame. And I, and I think also like when he was Ronan, he was actually trained by, trained by Iron Fist in yeah. martial arts, which is a dope, to the point that I think even Captain America, when he first met Ronan, he didn't know it was Hawkeye because he's like, holy crap, this guy is great at fighting. Never, and he never really used a bow. He stayed away from it. And then he basically revealed himself to everybody else. Like, hey, I'm Ronan. And they're like, oh, well, damn. Okay, good job, Dick. Yeah, he, develops, yes. a com- he develops a completely different combat style, if I remember correctly. Because Captain America spawned, sp- ooh, spawned, sparred. Interesting <laughs> word, Freudian slip there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start my fan fiction. But no, he sparted. Can I get the word out? He sparted and spawned. I yeah, can't. Yeah. 
he sparred created. with Hawkeye, and what I'm just trying to say is that he was trained in a completely different manner, and that's why Hawkeye. Okay, awesome, cool, great roundabout point. Go back to being professional, Zach. Thanks. <laughs> also, so something that's not just created for the MC. Hawkeye is about 80% deaf in the comics. The reason for his injuries is different. I say injuries, and I'm going to explain that shortly. In the movie, in the MCU, we see it's from all the explosions that's been going on around him. Yeah, you're a freaking person. He, Out yeah. of the entire group, he's, I mean, like, even Iron Man is just a guy, but he's got all this tech around him, right? He's the only one out of the whole crew who's just human. Even, like, Natasha has has like a, bit, a little bit of super soldier serum in her. It's like a dollar store variant, but, you know, it's given her longevity and... <laughs> See, I say dollar, dollar store. store. How super can your serum be? Well, <laughs> super enough that you could that you know you you have agility, strength, not strength like Captain America, but enough that you can fall from a building onto a car and just get up and walk away. And also and you your do, aging like, has superhero roll and land and leg out and oh you're fine. Yeah, you go. It's just pose, be a poser. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very glad both of us went there. So in the comics, Hawkeye. Was, the first time he was deaf, it was because of being captured by Crossfire, right? And the only reason that his hearing was restored was because it was from the first heroes were born when Marvel killed off hero like of some their books that weren't doing great in a fight with Onslaught, who is a manifestation of Magneto's hatred of humanity and Professor X's frustration that gained sentience and physical form through. What comic bullshit. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. So they killed him off fighting it. But Frank Richards, the son of Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman at the time, who was five, didn't like people people who were basically his family dying. So he so he made a pocket dimension called Counter Earth and kept it in a blue ball in his pocket. And so everybody who supposedly died, he saved them and basically Marvel was able to like tell different stories. It's stupid regardless of how you say it. And it, and I fully agree. The second time he became deaf was because this guy called the clown jammed two of Hawkeye's arrows in his ears. That is a really quick way to lose your hearing. Oh, but also, of course, it was a clown. Yeah, his name was, and I I have it up here. I'm going to butcher the fuck out of it. <laughs> Kazimiris Kazimir Zek. I don't fucking, I don't know how to say that. And actually, I think that is remarkably close. You always do this. You're always like, I'm going to butcher this, and then you get pretty close. So I think you're... I mean, I hope I'm pretty close. I don't know if I pronounced it right. But yeah, no. So it sucks when, you know, a psychopath stabs two arrows. And so even in the comics, like, like I think in the what in the, the style of comics that the Hawkeye show is kind of taking after, he, he actually signs. He's awesome. Like, he's partial. He's mostly deaf. We got Echo, who is mute entirely like representation of every form is going to show up in the MCU and in and is in the comics which i would say it's not like his him becoming deaf wasn't just oh we're doing it to suddenly make it's like no this is like legit like this shit is real this is from part of his character growth so to find, go into other realities of hawkeyes which surprisingly there are interesting ones. I know. Shocking. Like, how many different versions of a guy with a bow and arrow can you make? Oh, uh, plenty, Hawkeye actually. is interesting by himself. I'm going to shout out to Thank you, Chris. He's a good character by himself. Anybody who's I like... Was, hey, listen, I'm speaking from, like, you know, listen, I, I, he is amazing. It's the, it's the even more casual MCU comic book fan than you are, Nick. Like, those people, I totally 
But even then, I was also there when I was young. Fucking guy with bow and arrow. Yeah. I was wrong. The thing is, like, I I very much, it wasn't until Kate Bishop that I realized how much I enjoyed Hawkeye as a kid. I was a big archer as a kid. You know, I didn't really keep up to it. Pay my own bills and compound bows are expensive. But, um, you know, he was he was a big fan for me. He was like the first retro comic that I ever got. I have a retro comic. I actually showed it to you, Zach, when you visited. It's a retro comic of Hawkeye versus Abomination. He just 1v1s Abomination by himself. And yep. so, like, he's there. He's got the character, but it's very much kind of like an Aquaman effect. It's kind of like, oh, it's a bow and arrow. Oh, he talks to fish. It's like, no, if you read the mythos, there's more to there. You just have to be willing to try and turn a page, pretty much it. But no, he's an interesting yep. character. I will die on this hill. Glad and if anything, it's more impressive that he's just, quote unquote, a dude with a bow and arrow. Especially, like, as a person who has legally shot both uh, compound and recurve bows and different firearms, it is a lot harder to shoot a bow and arrow than a gun. Oh, this yeah. gun, you just point and shoot, but the bow and arrow, you need to have your stance correct. Like, you've shot archery, so you know. So, just like, you know, you go through the rite of passage as an archery person. First, you, as a girl at least, you look at Katniss, and then you get into Hawkeye, yeah. and you're like, wow, these people are so cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Bringing it back to the show. Oh, she dressed up as you? No, that's Katniss or Jean. Okay. So um, this one has a little bit of some history behind it. So essentially, this is Hawkeye. But this is him essentially taking up the mantle of Hank Pym. So once again, he is still filling out the role for Henry Pym of the Avengers because Henry Pym's got some stuff going on at this point. Um, as far as what's exactly happening to him, Zach and I weren't really sure because there's a couple points where he leaves the Avengers. Um, we believe that at this point, Henry Pym had sort of gone a little crazy and was going around as Yellow Jacket. Yeah, I know we mentioned um, him in our, our Ant-Man. Yeah, uh, so... This is not a good time for... No. Oh my God. Yeah. No. So once again, Goliath, it has the same history as his 616 counterpart, um, which is, you know, pretty basic with Henry Pym and all that up until we get to the Kree scroll war. And if you're unfamiliar with the Kree and the scrolls, um, if you've watched Guardian of the Galaxies, you get a nice little toad universe there. That's a really good introduction to them and their worlds. So in this reality, a guy known as Rick Jones is actually killed by Ronan. In 616, Rick Jones, also known as A-Bomb, was taken as a slave by Ronan. And it's once again, it seems like a simple change, but it's it's enough to change the timeline. Give us, give us a look there. Yep. Also, Chris, I want to mention that Rick Jones has been a fuck ton of people. And yeah, had, I'm just literally. I'm just I think that name. Yeah, I think, and I just want to mention this: Rick Jones, yeah, sidekick buddy to the Avengers. He, at one point, he had the superpowers to pull in different like heroes that either no longer exist or will exist. So he could literally just pull, like, conjure people from time and space. As far as passing the gauntlet of superpowers, Rick Jones. Is. So we can skip back to Goliath there. So Rick Jones is killed. It changes the timeline a little bit. And um, being one of the few Avengers that did not join the main battle, um, he is sent off to stop the Skrulls from firing a nuclear missile at Earth. This is Goliath, right? So he ends up destroying the Skrull, the Skrull ship and rushes to Earth to warn of the incoming Skrull invasion. Once again, if you know about Skrulls, um, scrolls are, they're essentially shapeshifters. They can change into any type of entity or being that, I shouldn't say entity, being that they can see that is based out of essentially organic matter. So they can invade and you would have absolute idea, which is the whole thing for Captain Marvel. If you've seen that movie, way to put it in there, right? So rushes back to stop the scrolls from firing a nuclear missile at Earth. He ends up destroying the skull ship. 
uh, warns of the incoming invasion, and then he boards a shield helicarrier to inform Nick Fury. But the helicarrier is actually destroyed. Clint survives simply because of the abilities that he has at this time. And after the war is won, he returns to Earth and reunites with his fellow Avengers and mourns the loss of their friend, Rick Jones, killed at that point. So this is a little bit more of a happier reality. It doesn't go quite as far simply because Rick Jones is killed, which if you're familiar with sort of like just Rick Jones himself, based on what Zach and I talked about you, if you're more of a like sort of in-depth, in-the-pages, smell-on-the-comic-book fans, you know that like it brings up some interesting questions. But that being said, that's basically where Goliath's story ends. Uh, I'm looking at Seth's face as he's just giving I'm sorry, smelling the comic book pages? What the fuck does that even you don't, mean? You don't, it okay, means so if you're a comic sniffer, you'll know about the Rick Jones lore. Thank you. Okay, so it's like when you open up a brand new book or yes. like you get that new book smell. Just do Nikki it. knows. Well, I get it, about. but I've never you heard open it the verbalized. Book and you, just... you crack it and you give it a good old sniff. I do the same thing comic books because you got even more ink on the page so you get some really interesting smells it was a it was a turn of phrase give me a break all right <laughs> no uh, i know but, it was a turn of phrase i've just never heard it before <laughs> there you go point. hey that's what i'm here for introduce yourself to new oh, things my. so that is bright goliath goliath's brief <laughs> history uh that is clinton barton so it's not a, but it's a unique one it almost kind of feels like 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 a what if story you know it's it's very much it's not huge. It's a tiny change that you think wouldn't change a lot, but has really big implications if you realize the characters and like what's going on in the universe at that time. So it's unique simply because of just like how it plays out narratively. And also because like Hawkeye turns into Ant-Man slash Giant Man. Very, very cool. Like we give you boys superpowers for a hot sec, which is very, very interesting. Um, oh, also speaking on the note of superpowers with Hawkeye, I have a little... A uh, box of soap. I'd like to step up on a moment uh, when it comes go. to when it comes to Hawkeye. Okay, I can't pinpoint the exact issue. I can't tell you the writer. I couldn't even tell you the colorist. But I will die on this hill that Hawkeye has a shred of clairvoyance. It is brought up. I remember very specifically with my buddy with my buddy Omar when I was in high school. We were talking about comic books, and I brought that issue to him, and he read through a specific panel, and he was like oh man, are they giving Hawkeye superpowers? And I was like, what do you mean? And it shows a direct panel where he's talking about what he thinks about when he's firing his arrows and how sometimes he can visualize where the shot needs to go. Not like he's tracking it with his eyes, but like he just intrinsically knows. Like he has like kind of an extra sense. So I think it's fair to say that Hawkeye has, and I'm going to just go to that because I, I, I also think it makes sense with the character. And I think with some of the stuff that he pulls off and just like the nature of him just being like kind of a human dude, I think giving him a little bit of a shred of that just makes him more interesting and also sort of like brings him, it it, it fleshes him out a little bit, it brings him up, it makes him a little bit more believable if you want to use that word. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say that Hawkeye's clairvoyant and uh, you can't argue against me. So I'm not going to argue against you because honestly, that would, in my opinion, that wouldn't really change him. Yeah. But that would definitely explain how some of the things he can do, which is bullshit. I don't even want to say that anymore because I feel like I say it too much. It's total shenanigan for comics. <laughs> uh, like yeah. saying that he's clairvoyant in a way makes up for the fact that we all know that the artists and the writers do whatever the hell they felt like it. <laughs> and once again, for like, since I can't give you a specific issue, since I don't remember the specific comic, that's sort of like shame on me. But if I, if I think about it, I'll bring it up in an episode and I'll see if I can pinpoint it because it may be from a separate Earth. It might be from a pocket dimension. Once again, I don't remember what I was reading. So it could be a completely different Hawkeye. 
But from what I remember, a little bit of it. Stick to it because it just makes sense to me. Uh, that's fair. You know, speaking of pocket dimensions, so we're going to talk about the next version of Hawkeye. This is from the Heroes Reborn 2021 storyline. So why did I say 2021? Well, because there's already been a Heroes Reborn. And I mentioned that with Counter Earth and Franklin Richards being a five-year-old that can warp reality, which is terrifying. But yeah. this is a different reality warping thing where that involved Phil Colson, of all people, making a deal with Mephisto. <laughs> if you don't know who Mephisto is... I don't blame you. Basically, you. he is, yeah, he is Marvel Satan. He is Marvel Satan analog. Satan exists, but this guy is like the stereotypical, like you want to make a deal, I'll make a deal with you, and then obviously stabs you in the back with the deal. So I don't fully remember how, and nor do I fully re- care. It's just interesting. Phil Coulson and gets Mephisto to warp reality so the Avengers never exist, and the superheroes who are the main protectors are the Squadron Supreme. Who are those people? Thank you for asking, Nikki. Um, <laughs> they are basically Marvel's, yeah, Marvel's literal analog for the Justice. Hyperion mm-hmm. is just Superman. Zarda, Princess, uh, Princess Power, whatever her name is, Wonder Woman. You know, you got Blur or Speed Demon, who is Flash. You have Doctor Spectrum, Green Lantern, Nighthawk, Batman. Like they are the literal analogs of those characters so in this reality they're the ones in charge and i know chris i think we've spoken about them before some of these weirdos that we see from that reality dr juggernaut dr doom and juggernaut right oh, yeah. this this is that reality so in this reality since the avengers never existed clint barton never reformed so he's still a criminal same with black widow so they actually were hired by baron zemo to be members of his siege society don't know where he came up with that name, but sure. And they went to take out members of the secret squadron. I don't know why they need to be a secret, but sure. So Hydra can take over Europe because Hydra wants everything. I I don't get it. So Hawkeye, who was, in my opinion, a cool suit, a little on the, little on the bullseye aspect. He's still got a cool suit in this. Hawkeye works with Black Widow and Fire Ant, Scott Lang, because also he didn't reform he's still a criminal now with superpowers they break into uh the headquarters of the secret squadron and by secret squadron i mean like the lesser known members of the squadron supreme like these are these are just i don't these are like i don't even know if they're on the alphabet of of listers right they fight golden archer that's it right they go take out tom thumb I don't know who he's supposed to be an analog of, but my God, that <laughs> I think I think Tom Thumb is literally a fairy. Like I isn't isn't it Tom Thumb and Thumbelina? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. I could be fully wrong. But apparently, but... when this person has, you know, apparently in this reality he can can change his size, but in the whole reality that this Tom Thumb is based off of, he has no superpowers. Oh, he's just smart, I guess. I don't know. He's just yeah, it's, it's literally pulled short. Straight from that's great. Yeah, because yeah. Thumbelina is like a tiny person, Tom Thumb. The man who's meant for her. Uh, that's really funny, though. Okay, keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so they, you know, they fight them. They actually have to get the heck out of there because Blur shows up and it's, yeah, we are not equipped to fight the Flash. So they leave. They leave one of their members, the the Silver Witch, who is Scarlet Witch, that absorbed the powers of her brother who died. So now she can cast, you know, spells a thousand miles a minute which is terrifying. Uh, they, they're just like, all right, you handle him. Bye. We're out. They left. So basically Hawkeye, if he was still a criminal, this is what yeah. he would be. Yeah. Which I think is on, it's honestly like kind of a cool take um, because I feel like we, we see a lot. I don't, I don't know if we see a lot, 
But I think the way that Jeremy Renner portrays Hawkeye in the MCU is very, very interesting. He like once again, we see him introduced with we see him introduced in Thor. That's the first time we see him, and he's like a hired gun for Shield. So that's kind of the closest that we essentially get to this character that's based solely within. And I think it's kind of cool. I think the Hawkeye that we have in the MCU is a little bit darker than what we're used to. Um, we don't really get his origin story, so we don't have the backup to it. But once, if if you know the story, you can sort it informs the character really well. But I think there's bits and pieces of Heroes Reborn that almost seem to be within the MCU Hawkeye, which I, I personally I find obviously not the costume as far as how yeah. he holds himself and interacts. I think it's really really. Nikki, so, I feel like you've been quiet a lot of this. What are your thoughts so far on these Hawkeyes? Well, I definitely feel like a student. <laughs> I am digesting all of that. Um, but I do like, I, I really, really like the MCU Hawkeye. And I'm very excited for the ending of the podcast where we get the comic book recommends because <laughs> also between semesters right now. So I have comic book time. There you go. There you go. Oh, also, um, I forgot to mention something. I don't know if I was completely clear when I was talking about Goliath. I said it feels like a what if story. I want to make it clear before we get to the recommendations that it is a what if story. I said it feels like a what if it is so that was that was my ad. I'm gonna retcon that for a quick sec, um, but just you know correct myself. So I, I mean, Chris, I know we're we're a comic book podcast, but we don't have to be so much like a comic book and retcon ourselves. <laughs> Let's jump into our next version of Bullseye. Um, that I gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> next our version next, of Hawkeye that is actually version. Bullseye. There we go. Zach saved it. All right. We're killing it. So this once is again, also this is six Yep. So if you are Can familiar, I ask a question? please. What? How do they have different um, Earths? like alliterations of Hawkeye and on the same 616 Earth? So Hawkeye, I would say on 616, because we're going to get into another one soon. The reason so for Bullseye being Hawkeye, but also being in the same Earth as Hawkeye, it was Chris. Chris is going to get into it. At that point, it was just a costume change for, for Bullseye. Yeah. Okay. That's it. It's just he took he up just, the mantle. He's just been around. Yeah. yeah. So it's essentially usually. Um, so yeah, this happens a few times. We have people picking up mantles of heroes temporarily, whether they're good guys, bad guys. You know, we've had Norman Osborn in the Iron Man suit before. Like it just it's really really. It usually has to do with narrative plot devices or some sort of event that leaves the hero either hindered or leaving the team in some manner, and therefore somebody picks it up. So yep. with Bullseye being picking up Hawkeye's mantle, it comes from the Skrull invasion, actually. A diff- uh, uh, once again, the Skrulls, a little parallel. There. So Bullseye himself, before he's in the mantle of Hawkeye, is involved in the Skrull invasion, and he's fighting an army of Skrulls with the Thunderbolts that we talked about. And the Thunderbolts, once again, sort of like the MC, the Marvel equivalent of the Suicide Squad. Um, and so he nearly kills like the swordsman himself during the whole invasion, and Bullseye is being stopped by Moonstone, and he ends up joining the battle with Norman Osborn in Venom. Um, and it's funny because Bullseye actually, a little anecdote, he doesn't really have to do with Hawkeye, but Bullseye had the chance to kill Daredevil and Spider-Man with a rocket launcher, but instead he kills the scroll disguised as Yellow Jacket. So I'm sorry, hold on. Yeah. The man whose shtick is precision accuracy with anything, turning mm-hmm. it into a weapon. This man got lazy and just was going, I'm going to blow him up with a rocket launcher. No, fuck you. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I want to see you kill them from a distance with a playing card. <laughs> a little bit little bit of a war zone <laughs> situation going on, but I, I hear you. So as a reward from Norman Osborn, 
for his role during the Skrull invasion, based on what happened to Hawkeye, which we have things on there. Bullseye is placed on the Dark Avengers team, and given the costume and the code name of Hawkeye, and he sort of masquerades for a while before realize that it's him. I think, Chris, yeah. we've spoken about it before. This is the team with the Sentry and Ares, but also yep. Moonstone disguises Ms. Mar- as Captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel at the time, dis- right, disguising right. himself as Carol Danvers. Dakin is Wolverine. Venom is Spider-Man. And I think that's and Norman Osborn was the Iron Patriot. Yeah, yeah. And so I think what's that if, was the team? If you haven't read Dark Reign, it's going to be in our recommend to read to find Bullseye specifically. Um, but check out Dark. So Osborn uses Bullseye to eliminate his quote-unquote problem, um, from whom Norman steals data about how to kill a Skrull Queen. Right. So Norman is once again up to his Norman things. And after the less than great success of the Thunderbolts, Bullseye challenges Deadpool, you know, with a mouth that we all know and love. And on the Dark Avengers first mission, he kills Morgan Le Fay, who had just died by the hands of Sentry returned, only for her to return yet again with an army of Ds. So Bullseye really doesn't make it. He really kind of, you know, he raises the hybrid. So the Dark Avengers then end up fighting a rogue Hulkbuster robot and quote-unquote Hawkeye, still Bullseye at this point, disables the robot after killing its pilot, and the robot falls over. It's a it's a big robot, Hulkbuster, you know, so it's got to match up to him. And it kills 36 different... Um, Osborn tries to reprimand Bullseye for his part in the deaths, but Bullseye demands credit for his kills, which I think is purely savage. And then Bullseye, still as Hawkeye at this point, goes out and saves a woman from being attacked by three men, kills all of them, as well as the woman that he saves. Um, and as he does so, a news crew in a helicopter happens to be filming what's happening and feeling irritated he kills the news crew by shooting an arrow into the helicopter and blowing it up by causing it to crash right so you know he's really making hawkeye look excellent his costume his value great stuff so bullseye then attempts to take out his old partner deadpool he successfully incapacitates him and prove be a worthy opponent but you can't really kill them right so deadpool eventually does gain the upper hand and stabs him through the chest with a meat hook and he later wakes up in a hospital and goes after Deadpool again, only to be hit by a car while shooting an RPG at him, right? So he's hit by a car, shooting an RPG at Deadpool, and Bullseye paid off Deadpool under the pretense that his boss, Norman Osborn, to do so, to save himself from death by a chainsaw by Deadpool. I Yeah, okay. Yeah, so there you go. This is kind of <laughs> this is kind of the craziest part of the whole thing, because Bullseye and Deadpool like you take clinically insane Two clinically insane soccer hooligans from opposite teams and lock them in a room. That's I mean, kind of the best way to, you know, they're just yip yapping. Yeah, but and eventually the, it just turns to limbs ripped off. People get. I was about to cars. say one one of these hooligans survive anything. Exactly. One of, one of the, the other one cannot. So once again, it makes you question the bullseye sanity. It, not that you needed to after he killed all those innocent people. Yeah. Nope. So Bullseye is also taken out by Electra when she stabs him with an arrow. So he's really just sort of. I mean. Like, Gets the crap that's just beat revenge. out of him. Yeah, honestly, it's totally that, fair. That, that's just payback right, for right. the fact that he stabbed her and killed her with her own side. So, after that, Bullseye is later given the order by Osborn to eliminate Daredevil. Um, once again, after healing through all of his wounds and his whole stint with Deadpool and everything <laughs> going on, he's given the order to eliminate Daredevil, who had been discovered leading the hand at this point. So, Daredevil and Bullseye end up fighting. In the end, Bullseye booby traps a building with 100 people. And instead of choosing to save them, Daredevil continues to fight Bullseye. And when the building explodes, Bullseye escaped and left Daredevil that a hundred people's blood was now on his hand. 
Yeah, I mean, listen. There you um, go. That's 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 pretty much as far one, as it goes with the run of him being Hawkeye. But yeah, uh, one Daredevil. You thank God you're a lawyer because you're screwed. Yeah, I don't know how many he's, he's gonna. <laughs> I don't know. A good lawyer. He thank God he is a good lawyer. My thing with the Dark Avenger, and then I realize I'm asking human being the normal people in comic books. Do you not notice how different these people act? They don't care. So in the immortal words of Norman Osborn, people love to see a hero fail or fall or die trying. And I think this this version of Hawkeye embodies that quote because he's just like acting completely and just turns into an absolute maniac. Yeah, I mean, it is also they also I think kidnapped Clint Barton at this point. Don't know. I right. don't know what he was doing. Just not being Hawkeye. So no. this was. Nikki, as you asked earlier, this was one version of Hawkeye who also exists in the same Earth as Hawkeye. The next one we're going to get into is a special case. So this is Cat's Eye. Cat, a cat's eye, right? Like the stone. Yeah. That's Tiger's Eye. Wow. Oh, crap. It's okay. I, my my, <laughs> my witchy friend should be so upset. Yeah, I am. I was just, there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that would probably have been a cooler name. So it's this is from from Warp World, which is still Earth 616. To explain why, which I think I need to start doing that every time we talk about Warp World, because who knows yeah. if people are tuning into that episode and haven't heard any of our other ones. This is a pocket dimension from Infinity Wars when the universe got folded in on itself and everybody became a ma- an amalgam of Marvel characters that exists in a pocket pocket universe in the Soul Stone, while 616 also still exists. I know that sounded super convoluted and stupid. I'm sorry, but that's there's no other way to explain it. Yeah. That's what it is. So Cat's Eye is a fusion of Hawkeye and Hellcat. Who is Hellcat? Well, Hellcat is also a superhero, more street level. Uh, her name is Patricia Walker, or Patsy Walker. You might have seen her on... Uh, Jessica Jones, right? So she's from that. She really just kind of has a cat suit, and she's just really good at martial arts and um, yeah, parkour and whatnot. So I mean, there's not really nothing else to her, to yeah, be honest. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's a good synopsis there. Yeah, so Cat's Eye, uh, we actually see her working with Green Widow, who <laughs> who is a fusion of She-Hulk and Black Widow. So just imagine Black Widow if she can Hulk rage. Honestly, it's a, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I agree. And we see Cat's Eye working with her to break into Chem Laboratories Industrial Security. I don't remember why they were there. They're only from like, you only see her them once and then that's it. It's still kind of interesting to, you know, an interesting character to see like how that character could progress and also how that character came into being. Yeah. Kind of, kind of short. But um, I mean, honestly, we love we love speculating with these crazy amalgams like to, to date the podcast. We talked about the implications of the amalgam of Raven and Zatanna. Um, once again, that's from D.C. But like talking about this, you know, it's it, it's a very cool. It makes a lot of sense to have this of amalgam as the characters are not only so similar, but you also sort of like bring a little bit more to the table because you have the amalgam of Green Widow as well. And that sort of like is an interesting dynamic between Hellcat and Green Widow. And so you get like pieces of Hawkeye and Natasha and you also get pieces of you know, Patsy and uh, She-Hulk. And it's just a really nice kind of mashup of the four. You know, you love to see like friendships continue or partnerships to continue 
into the amalgam technically completely different role. Like, I think that's it. I would love to see those, you know, those continuations of Infinity Warps. I like the Infinity Warps, and I love all the speculation and the, and the implications that these characters hold. Mm-hmm. I just don't like... But they just kind of... They still exist in the Soul Stone, which has gained sentience and then, you know, was traveling the universe. Yes, the Infinity... All the Infinity Stones now have sentience. I don't understand why. Adam Warlock thought it was a genius idea. Faith. F of I know. Again, they're out there in space, haven't done a thing. Yeah. Literally nothing about them. True. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. <laughs> thanks a lot, <laughs> Golden Boy. Golden um, Boy. <laughs> that's what he is. So, yeah, no, I love it. To go on from just, you know, an archer in a cat suit, we're going to talk about, we're going to go back in time to, you know, medieval, medieval era, and probably, I'm probably going to make a Dungeons & Dragons character out of this guy. Yeah, honestly, that'd be a pretty sick one. Uh, and we are, of course, talking about, once again, Clinton Martin, but this is from Earth 398, and he's also known as Longbow. So, honestly, sick name for that. Cool. So, Longbow is Hawkeye, altered within Morgan Le Fay's reality distortion wave. So this That wave, was a sentence. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm explaining what the wave essentially just causes the time period to be altered um, to a medieval setting. Basically, that's all it does. You go back in time and you change an aesthetic as well as technically to you essentially just go back in time with their distortion wave. You know, it's, I think it's known as like temporal distortion or something like that. Some crazy sort of a PhD term that I don't have because I'm not smart enough. I just, you know, read the comic books and look at pretty pictures, um, <laughs> but all of the Avengers involved end up believing themselves to be part of the queen's elite guard known as the queen's vengeance, including longbow and the Scarlet, Witch, with the combined power of all the awakened Avengers, ends up like sort of pumping her power into Wonder Man and shifts the reality back to normal and defeats Morgan Le Fay in the process. But throughout all of this, we have a medieval version of Hawkeye known as Longbow. And he is in the full getup. He's got a nice little, he's got a short sword. He's got the bow, obviously. And he's got, he's literally just got a purple suit at this point with the crazy black stripe down the center and a nice little hood. And honestly, it's cool. It's kind of, just like before they recognize what's happening, it's very much like if Hawkeye picked up Thor's type of speech patterns because they're back in medieval times, which I think was really funny and sort of just lovely fan service to watch during the page. He doesn't, during like reading the pages, he doesn't have a whole lot of big involvement in returning the reality back to it should be. But once again, it's a nice little short differing run of Hawkeye that we're not used to seeing. And we still get to see him show off some of his powers, but he's very much kind of in the background throughout this. But, you know, if we can ever go back to a 16-0 type thing or type universe, you know, we do that because fans as we are. But it's, it's, it's fun to examine it. And I think it's interesting to sort of put the... My idea, it seems like I might have got Zach on, but my idea of Hawkeye's clairvoyance in this setting. And I think it's, once again, you get a nice little, and that's what, that's, that's what you're dealing with, with Longbow. So nothing too crazy, nothing too involved, a nice little simple altered version of Hawkeye. And for me, that's enough. Just sounds yeah, like I, everybody's like first Skyrim playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, every time. And I don't, now that we're talking about that, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm only going to do use magic. I'm only going to use two weapons. I'm only going to use a uh, sword and shield. My archery skill keeps going up to stupid levels. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how else are you going to fight a dragon? You're going to shoot it. Anyway, 
exactly. Chris, you and I always do these like little, even if they're one off and they have even like small nothings. <laughs> There's one version that I cannot believe we found. Can I? So, can I? Can I introduce him? Go like by all means. Yeah, you go, Nikki. You go ahead. I can't I forgot his name, but I feel like it was like the Kebab Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That might as well be the name. <laughs> You're not. No. The um, Mystic Kebab. The Mystic Kebab. I love that. No, I wish it was cooler than that. It sounds like someone getting drunk and explaining Hawkeye. It really I does. mean, it really is. No, so apparently the alias is Kakai. Oh. No, get your minds out of the gutter. He's got a big C on his forehead and that's it, you disgusting <laughs> pervert. Yeah, no. Uh, due to economic tur- uh, downturn, Hawkeye. I'm not calling him the other name. Uh, became a waiter who specialized in serving kebabs. Literally, that's it. That's it. That's what you got. It's very much kind of like the, the version of Daredevil that we talked about, who's a chef. And instead of having all of his senses bumped up to 11, he just had his sense of taste. And this is. Oh this... my God. It's like Remy from Ratatouille, but exactly. Daredevil. Oh my gosh. Nikki, there you, you got go. a lot more. Cinematic parallel providing are just absolute. Thank you. I'll put that on my resume. Multiverse. There you go. Oh so, my gosh. I can't. Which earth I is love... Ratatouille said in? Which earth is, honestly, I mean, probably milk and cookies. That's as close as we're going to get. <laughs> so, <laughs> we actually have a recommendation for Cockeye, too. He actually does have, uh, I, I know exactly where he appears. Good. Speaking of recommendations, Chris, why don't you start us off with uh, that one? Okay, so with Cockeye, you're going to get Crazy Magazine number 22. That's where you're going to see him. I think he literally shows up for like a panel. And then if you're talking about the longbow Hawkeye, you are going to find him in Avengers Volume 3, Issue 2. Once again, that's the only time you see him. It's one appearance. And if you are looking for Bullseye Hawkeye, once again, you're going to see him in Dark Avengers. And you're also going to see him in Dark Reign, as well as if you want to see him sort of turning into the actual Hawkeye that we discussed it's probably best for you to read the Scroll Invasion or the Secret War, Secret Wars, excuse me. Um, that way you're familiar with it. Also, just read Secret Wars if you haven't. You're missing out. Seems great. And last but not least, if you want to talk about Goliath, I mentioned that it, it is a what if story. It is in fact what if Volume One, Issue Number Twenty. So those are my recommendations. If you want to read Cat's Eye, you're gonna only have one place: Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, Number One. Simple, right? Long name, but yeah. Yeah. They, comic books. I don't know. You know, if yeah, at this point, at episode 46, that's like our staple. It's comic books. I'm sorry for the... <laughs> uh, Heroes Reborn Hawkeye, the criminal. One issue. Heroes Reborn Siege Society. That's it. It's, all you can, it's the only place you're going to find this one. And mm-hmm. then Good Stories for Hawkeye. Main Universe Hawkeye. Uh, Matt Fraction. Hawkeye Run. Yes. Without question. Without question. Because that's also what... The show is based off of uh, Hawkeye Freefall. That's also really good. Hawkeye and Mockingbird. That's just, you know, cute love story between the two of them fighting crime. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye Blindspot and also Avengers Forever. Because that mm-hmm. actually has him as that's for Avengers Forever, which I think I have. That's we have different versions, different members of the Avengers from time and space working together. Like you have Giant Man. Uh, and Yellow Jacket working alongside Giant Man Hank Pym after he gets over his Yellow Jacket stint. Um, I'm also going to, I'm going to plug it. I haven't talked about it in a while. 
but this gives me an opportunity to talk about it. Read Wolverine Old Man Logan from Mark Myler and Steve McNiven because you get an oh. old man Hawkeye in there that is so cool. I was going to say, uh, now you remind me, read Old Man Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, also just check that out. You're not going to so, mess it up there. That that has This has been Hawkeye, the most underrated Avenger. I and. And I hope either he stays as Hawkeye or he fully passes the torch on to Kate Bishop. I'm fine with either. I think I think it would be really interesting to see Haley Steinfeld pick up that role as she does in the comics. It would be quite a quite a perfect turn. And if I can like speak up for the super cash comic or MCU fan. Oh, please do. Aside from obviously going out and finding physical comics, is there any online platforms? Just a lot of the times you can get PDFs. There's, there's different yeah, like platforms I, I that you I can find I think I got a PDF on. of, like, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics. Yeah, yeah, you can get that. So we have that, and we read comics online is sort of your best bet. Um, there's a couple other, like, third-party spots that you can find, but that's pretty much up to you what works for you. But... Yeah, we actually haven't plugged those before, so that's actually, I'm actually really glad that you asked that question, or, or let's figure out if they haven't already. So that is this episode. Join us next time when we talk about yet another comic book hero.